0: Come on. my sin away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same, what a glorious way, what a glorious way. Happy day, happy day, you wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, come on, happy day. I'll never be the same. Oh, happy day, happy day, you wash my sin away. Oh, There. Come on, praise you, Day. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. We praise you, Lord. We praise
1: you, Lord. Father, we rejoice that we can be in your house this morning. And Lord, what a great declaration to declare, oh, happy days. Father, we thank you that we're in your household. That Lord, we as the children of God come into your presence this morning. And we say, Father, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, Jesus, we welcome You. So we open our hearts and our lives to You this morning. And I pray you touch us where we are. In Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Well, God bless you. Great to see you. Take a seat. Give your neighbour a high five. You're looking really good this morning, church. Who enjoyed the rugby last night? Yeah, what a result, eh? Not quite the result I wanted, but anyway, there we go. Yeah, go the Chiefs. Maybe next year, right? Eh? <laughs> Maybe next year. Well, if you're a visitor, if this is your first or second time to Activate Church, we give you a really warm welcome this morning. If you'd like to pop up your hand, the host team would love to give you a welcome pack with a few details in there. and We'd love for you to fill that in so we get to know you a little bit better. There's a free coffee card. So any visitors this morning? Okay, that's cool. Next week, church, let's ensure we have lots of visitors. It'd be really, really cool. People love to be invited to church. I know that firsthand, that's for sure. Okay, who's had a birthday or anniversary over the first this last week? Phil! Well, come on, my friend. Yeah. Any other birthdays or anniversaries? Well, Phil, you're special. <laughs> Help yourself to a. Yeah. <laughs> Well, church, why don't we stand with Phil and pray this declaration over him and his family. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over Phil this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you. Yeah, great. Take a seat. Well, a couple of announcements. Pastor Sheridan and Jan are away on leave this weekend, so they're having a a breakaway with family to refresh. So that's great for them. Today in our 10.30 service, we'll be running Activate DNA. So if you would like to know more about the church and how it operates, I invite you to come along. Um, It's during the 10.30 service, so it's not a matter of coming out to an event after a service, but during the 10.30 service, so that's going to be wonderful. Um, On the 25th of July, we have Pastor Ian Green with us. He was the uh, keynote speaker at our conference last year. He remembers Pastor Ian. A couple of things he said. The luck of the Lord, and it's just a thought. And uh, it promises to be a wonderful time. So I really encourage you to be involved with that, which will be great. And next Sunday at our 10.30 service, we have a special service. It's called We Are Family. It's going to have lots of surprises in it. So I really encourage you to come along to that as well. That will be great. So there we go, and Phil is speaking in lower hut this morning, so he'll be having a great time then. Awesome. Well it's my pleasure to invite Luke. let's give him a hand as he comes. He's going to read Psalm 17 to us this morning.
2: How are we doing, Church? Very good. Hey, because I'm not that complicated, can I have the, the thing so I can two-handed? Very good, thank you. So uh, we're going to do communion uh, as well as a part of this. So if the host team wouldn't mind uh, handing out the emblems, that would be great. So just before we jump into to the reading, uh, I love the Psalms. I love the Psalms because it's uh, David just being real and just being honest uh, about his story, about his journey and his relationship with God. And um, I, I really love in this verse, uh, in this chapter, sorry, in verse six, and we'll read through the whole chapter, but I just want to highlight one verse for you this evening. It's verses six, it says, I am praying to you because I know you will answer, O God, bend down and listen as I pray, show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. And I love that, you know, going back, it's not just New Testament that we see God's love, but God's plan the whole time has been love. And um, David, at this point in time, as we read here, David is uh, is going through some trouble. Uh, someone's wanting to kill him, and and. You know, reading through Samuel, we know that that was probably uh, Saul that was wanting to kill him. So he was he was hiding away and, and he was in a lot of trouble. And this is where we find his, his really honest plea to God. And uh, just reading through this, we, we know when we we get a sense of God's nearness, God's closeness, God's love that he has for David. So as I read through this, I encourage you, spend time asking God, getting a sense of His presence, of how close He is, how much He loves you, His unfailing love. And ultimately, that love that was poured out on the cross. And so that is why we're going to take communion, is to remember Jesus that died on the cross, showing God's ultimate love for us so that we could have relationship with Him. so read along with me, and then at the end, you have, um, you'll have the opportunity to reflect um, on what, was, what has just been read and reflect on God uh, and everything He's done for you. So Psalms chapter 17. O oh Lord, hear my plea for justice. Listen to my cry for help. Pay attention to my prayer, for it comes from honest lips. Declare me innocent for you, see those who do right. You have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You have scrutinised me and found nothing wrong. I am determined not to sin in what I say. I have followed your commandments which keep me from following cruel and evil people my steps have stayed on your path i have not wavered from following you i am praying to you because i know that you will answer O lord bend down and listen as i pray show me your unfailing love and wonderful ways by your mighty power Rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Guard me as you would guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from wicked people who attack me, from murderous enemies who surround me. They are without pity. Listen to their boasting. They track me down and surround me. Watch for a chance to throw me to the ground, they are like lions, eager to tear me apart like young lions hiding in ambush. Arise, O Lord, stand against them, bring them to their knees. Rescue me from the wicked with your sword. By the power of your hand, O Lord, destroy those who look to this world for a reward, but satisfy the hunger of of your treasured ones may the children have plenty living in an inheritance for their descendants because I am righteous I will see you when I wake I will see you face to face and be satisfied spend some time reflect that on that and take your ambulance as you remember all that God has done for you
3: on you as we set our attention towards you this morning.
4: Lord, we, we desire to magnify you, God. Magnifying doesn't mean it's making it bigger, but it's bringing our attention and focusing upon it so that we can see it more with greater clarity. And God, we can't make you bigger because you you're huge, oh God, you're You're greater than we can possibly imagine, but by magnifying You this morning, by fixing our attention on who You are, Lord, we're going to have greater clarity of who You are. So Lord, we desire to worship You. We desire to magnify You this morning.
3: Thank You, Father.
1: we thank You for that amazing declaration. Jesus Christ is Lord. And every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, every sickness needs to bow its knee and declare Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, every financial situation, Lord, we declare it to bow its knee, and declare Jesus Christ as Lord. Father, for every family issue, difficulty and challenge, we declare it will bow its knee. And Lord, we declare Jesus Christ as Lord. We exalt You, Lord. We praise You. Mighty is Your name, Lord. You're worthy of all praise. Worthy to be exalted. Glorify Your name, O God, and all the earth. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the incredible privilege it is. Lord, to come into your presence. And Lord, today we willingly bow our knee. And Lord, surrender to Jesus. As our Lord, a Lord of all, and our Saviour. Father, thank you for your incredible love. You sent the greatest gift You could ever give Your only Son And thank You Jesus That You died for us You rose again That Lord we might have life And life to the full Father I pray right now By Your Holy Spirit Church can I just encourage you To open your hands to heaven Father I pray right now By Your Holy Spirit Father, for a download, a deposit of your life. Uh, Lord, your spirit of refreshing. God, your spirit of encouragement. Lord, your healing power. Father, that we would know that, Lord, the life of Jesus and, Lord, all in its fullness. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. What an awesome God we serve. He is so cool, yeah, so, so cool. But Why don't you take a seat? Thank you, team, that was absolutely wonderful. Well, church, it's my pleasure to welcome Pastor Rex this morning as he comes and shares with us. He's a great man at God, seasoned minister, and we really respect and honour you, Rex. So let's put our hands together as he comes forward this morning. Thank you, Ray.
4: Bless you. What a pleasure it is to be able to open the Word of God and to share it with you this morning. Praise the Lord. Fabulous time of worship, wasn't it? Yeah, connecting with God. So good, so good. The theme for Activate this year, for Activate Church, is... God's goodness, spelt with a capital G, because we're focusing on the goodness of God. And last Sunday in Activate Chapel, Rachel Davis shared about her experiences in an Italian church where they greeted each other with, God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Wonderful. Good. The Don Moyne song. God is good. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. Through the darkest night, his light will shine. God is good. God is good all the time. Yeah. It's great to be in an environment where we sense the goodness of God. You feel the goodness of God this morning. Hallelujah. When I was on staff here, um, when it was Eastside Church, some years ago, It was decided that the best use of my time would be to um, focus on visiting men and on a men's ministry. And and I didn't really respond to that too well because I thought that it was a kind of a problem-oriented ministry. (laughs) And then I prayed about it and God gave me a strategy that really inspired me. So I made an arrangement to meet businessmen from our church here in cafes and I would talk to them and I would introduce a couple of scriptures to them the first scripture is from um, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 10 and this is the scripture that Pastor Sheridan has preached on the last few times he's been preaching and last Sunday he, he preached a fantastic sermon uh, a, a bible based on on about grace you might remember and he said, "Grace has been activated in our lives because we believe." And, and this this week, I want to unpack verse 10. Now, this is a scripture: Ephesians chapter 4, uh, chapter 2, verses 8 to 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing; it is the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then I would have another scripture that I would quote, which is taken from Ephesians chapter 4, where Paul is describing the role and the function of Christian leaders. Ephesians 4 verses 11 and 12. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry to the building up of the body of Christ. Um, Wayne, can I borrow you just for one moment? So this is my colleague that I've joined together to have a cafe meeting. And we're chatting away and after our introductions, of course, I wouldn't quote the Bible verses quite like that. I I would say something like this. Wayne, you know that uh, we were saved by grace through faith and uh, that uh, it was a gift of God. There's, There's no reason for us to boast about that. But you know that you are God's workmanship. God is working on your life and he's preparing you and he has ordained, he has predestined certain good works for you to do in your life. And you're expected to fulfill those good works. Uh, Now, the Bible also teaches that I am a servant leader and one of my jobs is to help equip you to discover what those good works are and to empower you to be able to fulfill your destiny in life. So after that kind of introduction, we would sit down and we would chat away for a while about what Wayne believed, what his giftedness is, what his ministry was, we would talk about what he felt were the good works that God has designed for him to do. And we would talk about ways that that could be fulfilled. Great conversations. Great. Yeah. 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 So we've sorted you now, brother. No <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he do well? <laughs> <clears throat> so, you know, I, to, me, to me it was a, a, a very fulfilling experience. I felt like a kind of a spiritual career advisor and it was a very blessed experience. Uh, unfortunately I got um, seconded from um, Eastside or Bactivate and uh, I worked for several years at Chapel Hill where I was seconded to be on staff there and that was an, uh, an amazing experience too. And Now Irene and I have returned to Activate, although I still have a c- good healthy connection with the Chapel Hill and I'm considered one of their friends. So. Last Sunday, Pastor Sheridan emphasized that he sees the potential in people. Remember that? And he wants to release it and activate it, but he's not going to tell you what to do. Remember he emphasized that? That really it's you and God that's in the driver's seat and that you've got to steer your own way with God. But we have a job to do in helping you to find out what God's purpose is and destiny for you and to empower you to do it and and to set you on the path to do that. And so one of our primary tasks in life, for all of us, one of our primary tasks in life is to find out what the good works are that God has foreordained, that God has prepared for us to do before we were ever born. God knew about us. And he designed tasks and works, good works, for us to do. Now in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, in the Good News Bible, this is just a different translation of the scripture, says, God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. He's prepared us for a life of good deeds and He's already organized some of those good deeds. Hallelujah! What a hope! What a a reason for living! God's got my path planned out and He's designed some good works for me to do. So it's similar to the old fashioned family business where dad raises his boys. He wants them to take over the family commercial business after he passes on. So he, he, it, he imparts to them his, his family values. He puts them through their schooling. He brings them in an apprenticeship uh, to work with him. And as they partner with him, eventually they come into equality with him and they run the business. Now in the same way, God has redeemed us, brought us into a relationship with himself, He is imparting his values to us and he is wanting us to be part of the ongoing creative process of redeeming the world, redeeming human beings, of stewarding our world. God is calling us into partnership with him to do those wonderful things. And we have got a job to do. We have a task to do. And the model for all that is our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus taught his followers to do good in in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. How do we glorify the Father in heaven? How do we let the light shine? Through good works. And people see that, and the Father is glorified. So Jesus taught his disciples to do that. When Jesus was on earth, he was a model. So we'll go back a little bit. When Jesus was on earth, he was a model for doing good. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Imagine that, anointed with Holy Ghost and power, and we can imagine all kinds of dynamic energy flowing there. For what reason? And he went about doing good. He went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil for for God was with him. Jesus went about doing good. He was concerned about the hungry and the thirsty. He was concerned about the naked and the homeless, about the physically and emotionally sick. He was concerned about widows and orphans, strangers and prisoners, the poor and oppressed. Jesus went about doing good works. And when he saw people in need, he ministered to them. That's our model. That's our Lord Jesus. And he has taught us to do the same thing. See, when Jesus was on earth, he lived out his life as a carpenter in Nazareth, in Israel. That's how he lived out his life. That was his career. Nowadays, Jesus lives out his life as a systems engineer, as a technician, as a doctor, a teacher, a homemaker. He lives out his life in our lives. That's the way Jesus lives. And he is just the same in us as he was when he lived out his life as a carpenter in Nazareth. And God wants us to follow Jesus just as we are, where we are, however we are. God wants us to follow him in our culture and our vocation and our generation. So, so what does it look like for you to go about doing good, just like Jesus did? What's it look like for you to do good when your spouse is sick and tired of being sick and tired? Uh, what does it look like for you to do good when your disagreeable neighbor is pushing the boundaries, or when our work colleague is overwhelmed and ready to quit, or when the kids have got winter colds and runny noses and they're grumpy, what does it look like to do good like Jesus does? What does it look like when our employer or head of department or our school principal is falsely accused and and, um, we know the truth about it? What's it look like to do good? So I know of two ways, and I want to talk about these two ways that we can act like Jesus and do good. And I want you to think of some situation in your life right now that you're wrestling with, that you're struggling with, you're not quite sure what to do. Well, I want to give you two ways that we can respond to them the way that Jesus did. The first one is that we... We imitate and serve Jesus by being his representative servants and minister to meet the needs of others on his behalf. We do it as though he was doing it through us for them. We do the works, we say the words that he would. That's the way that Jesus served the Father. And Jesus said that we would see the Father at work when we saw him at work. Hallelujah. So we become become partners with Jesus. We become his his mouth. We become his hands. We become his feet. And we help serve others. So we perform service for Jesus, with Jesus. We behave the way that Jesus would behave. That's one way. So everything we do will be as though he was doing it. Uh, Paul says to the church in Colossians, Colossians Chapter 3, verse 17, he he declares, In whatever you do, in word or deed, that is, whatever you say, whatever your actions are, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, doing it on his behalf. Whatever you do, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do for him. Now, on the PowerPoint, we've got a picture of a wristband. Would you like to turn to your neighbour and tell us what that W W J D rep is all about? <coughs> you all remember what was it? What would, what would Jesus do? Yeah, what would Jesus do? Hey, it's a great little technique, and it's based on the book by Charles Sheldon in his Steps, which was happened to be required reading for us when we were young. Didn't, yeah, you, Tony, you would have read that, and so others, other. My generation, or a little bit younger. (laughs) What would Jesus do? A great system. Yeah. What would Jesus do? It's part of our culture to help out others, and we applaud those people who see needs and help them. And one of my jobs as a lecturer at Vision College is to go around the country visiting our interns that are placed in churches and Christian organizations and around the lower part of the North Island. And I want to tell you that when I visit the Taupo Baptist and the Fielding River of Life and the Carterton Salvation Army and I go to the, the Harbour of Presbyterian Church and the Stratford Baptist Church, you know, this is rural New Zealand and Jesus is alive and well. It's amazing what these churches are doing and budgeting and serving old people and mainly music and all kinds of programs, visiting prisoners. You know, there are people, good, good churches that are doing wonderful service and work, doing good works for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing to see that. And this is a good church. And it's wonderful in the testimonies that uh, activate chapel where we hear about people who are just doing good on behalf of Jesus, representing him. Hallelujah. You know, after the TV1 news on Sunday nights, they celebrate the good sorts. I'd be amazed how many of those are Christians, you know, where they give a little, uh, a little cameo about somebody who's done some good things and good deeds and the community and seven sharp has been using some good stories lately too. I, I just remember a f- few days ago about one of the city helping the country in in Canterbury, where the farmers in North Canterbury are still still experiencing a severe drought, and a christian business oh no i don 't know if this is Christian or not, but a businessman in Christchurch decided he 'd like to help and he uh, Started a Facebook page, and the first week they got $50,000 worth of feed into North Canterbury, into Sherbury, around there. Just amazing. And, and they've also just recently celebrated National Volunteer Week. You know, it's amazing the volunteer culture that we've got in New Zealand. Uh, you know the the Cambridge lion shed I about sixty people there, I think, and they raised a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which they distributed to charitable organizations in wider Waikato wonderful volunteer, but the problem is they're diminishing in size and number because people are too busy, and uh, that applies to the church too as well too unfortunately but we can go out and serve on behalf of Jesus. That's the first thing to do. Whatever you do, do as though you're doing it for Jesus, on his behalf. The second way that we can serve and do good is by ministering to people as though we're ministering to Jesus personally. We consider the people that we are serving is Jesus himself and that whatever we are doing is for him personally Ephesians chapter 6 verses 5 to 8 this is, this is pretty heavy servants or slaves you must obey your earthly masters show them great respect and be as loyal to them as though you are to Christ Try to please them at all times and not just when you think they are watching. You are slaves. You are servants of Christ. So with your whole heart, you must do what God wants you to do. Gladly serve your masters as though they were the Lord himself and not simply people. You know that you will be rewarded for any good things you do, whether you are slaves or free. That is stunning. You know, it will change the way you work if you think that you're doing it to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're doing it for him. Whatever we do for others is to be done as a service to Christ himself. You just can't help but choose to do the good thing. You'll be good. You know Mother Teresa, she's the icon of good service. You know how she was able to serve the way she did? She would look into the face of those people that she was ministering to. She would look into their face and she would seek to find the face of Christ in their face. And she would serve that dying person, that needy person, as though it was Jesus himself. You know, it transforms our service when we begin to serve people as though we were serving Jesus himself. It activates goodness in our lives. I remember on one phase of my life, I served for three years as an assistant to another minister. Now I had far more experience than he had. Uh, He was the senior minister and he recognized the the experience and the knowledge that I have and he didn't give me a job description. He probably thought that I'd know what to do anyway. He didn't give me a job description, but I needed a job description. So I wrote my own job description. It was a one-liner. To make this man look good. That was my job description to make this man look good. Did that for 3 years. Ran alpha courses, I've set up uh, citywide prayer meetings, visited and preached and did all sorts of things, but the job description was make this man look good. Do it for others, you see. Do it as though I was doing it for Jesus himself, making Jesus look good. Another way that I do it is um, on international aircraft. You know, you go into the toilets of the international aircraft, the bathroom, and sometimes they a bit messy. I always leave the toilet in an international aircraft as though Jesus is going to be the next person that walks in. <laughs> Takes a little job sometimes, but... <coughs> do all this tidying up... <laughs> Jesus is the next person. He's coming in here, and I'm going to leave it as though he was the next candidate. <laughs> you know, when we leave motels, Irene is always washing the dishes and putting it away, and we finish a cafe meal, and she's stacking the plates and tidying up, serving the waitresses and the and the uh, and the attendants. You know, doing good as though we are doing it for Jesus, the next person coming along. Is Jesus. So we, we we practice being nice. We practice being good. The way we, the way we connect with a, a service attendants, checkout operators. You know, I love the testimony that we heard here. that somebody who always goes to the same checkout operator, has a little chat, finds out details, and then follows up the next time they go just to be good and just to be service to them. And we applaud. We applaud pay it forward. You know, the idea of paying it forward, going through a toll booth and then paying for the person behind you, just doing good works, paying it forward, and acts of random kindness. We practice acts of random kindness and senseless acts of beauty. You love that? Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you a funny story that happened to us a couple of weeks ago. I and I went to the veggie shop here at uh, Fairfield and uh, seated outside the shops on the pavement was a middle-aged woman who was counting some coins. We did our shopping and as we came back she was still there and after packing up our bags in the car I, I went back to her and I said, Hey sweetie, is there anything that I can do for you? I want a pie. Okay, what kind of a pie? Mince and cheese. So I went off, I bought the pie, I gave it to her, she thanked me, and then later on as Irene and I were driving past, she was still sitting on the pavement outside the shops with the pie I'd bought her, and she was feeding the birds. So Irene said, now we know how the Father in heaven feeds the birds of the air so that they won't go hungry. <laughs> you know, we, we do these things not, not for our recognition. We don't do these things for our reward. Uh, we don't do it necessarily because people deserve it or because they don't deserve it. You know, we do these things because of who we are. Because who we are we do these things. Colossians chapter 3 verses 23 and 24 So whatever you do work heartily as for the Lord and not for men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward you are serving the Lord Christ whatever you do, do do your work heartily as for the Lord not for men Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, you are serving the Lord Christ. So whenever we do our work as though it was for the Lord, our employers will reward us, we hope. They'll give us our pay. So we get our good recognition. We get our reward from our employers. But the Lord says this, Hey, I noticed that when you did that act of service, You did it as though it was done for me. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to reward you for that and you're going to be blessed through it. So would you turn to somebody and say, wow, that's a double payment. That's a double payment. Recognition from my employer. And the Lord recognizes it. and He says, you did it for me and I'm going to pay you as well. Double payment for all we do. So I want to provoke you to good works. The Bible tells us that. The Bible says to us in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24, Let us consider one another to provoke to love and to good works. Stimulate, provoke, inspire, encourage one another to do good. I want to provoke you to do that. So think about the resources that you've got. And I want you to identify some of the needs. Now, up on the screen we'll have a whole bunch of needs, different needs. And some of you will connect with some of them and some of them you're not interested in at all. But I want you to look at that list and we're going to go through that list and we're going to read them out. And we're going to preface each one of them with the phrase, As long as there is, as long as there is, In my world, I have a job to do. Alright, so think about your resources and identify with some of the following needs and repeat them after me. Some of you won't want to say anything about some of those things. That's alright, we're not going to ask you to respond to that. But there will be some that you can resonate with. You Say, yeah, that's me. And I want you to say it loud, good and loud. So shall we do the first one? The first one is... As long as there is a hungry or thirsty person in my world, I have a job to do. Good. Next one. As long as there is someone homeless or naked in my world, I have a job to do. As long as there is a diseased mind or sick body in my world, I have a job to do. As long as there is someone estranged or in prison in my world, I have a job to do. As long as there is a forsaken child, widow, or old person in my world, I have a job to do. As long as there is an uneducated mind in my world, I have a job to do. As long as there is an endangered species in my world, I have a job to do. As long as there is racial disharmony and discrimination in my world, I have a job to do. As long as there's brokenness and addictions in my world, I have a job to do. As long as there is injustice, violence, and oppression in my world, I have a job to do. All together now on this. As long as there are demons and devils in my world, I have a job to do. As long as there's a non-Christian without Jesus I have a job to do. We've got a job to do. Turn to somebody and say to them God has got a job for you to do. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, So I want to stimulate you to love, provoke you to good works you know, once in our uniform groups, like the Scouts and others, we used to have certain promises. And when I was in Scouting, the motto was, Be prepared and the Scout law was to always do my best. Think of others before myself. Do a good turn every day. Now, can I provoke you to think in terms of doing good turns and good deeds? What about it? Can we commit to being like Christ and doing some good to someone else every day this week? If you meet somebody without a smile, give them one of yours. If you meet somebody without a smile, give them one of yours. Now God, God teaches, the Bible teaches that you were born and destined to achieve great things. You were destined and designed to, to change your world, to add value to your world. And there are huge possibilities waiting for you. And if you've never ever accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and made him your saviour, God's got a wonderful plan for your life. And the fulfilment of that plan can only be realised as you come into relationship with Jesus come into relationship with your creator who highly prizes you and he 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 loves what he's invested in your life already and he wants to see that brought to fulfillment and for you to come to true satisfaction and and to be the person you were always meant to be and he wants you to partner with him in changing, transforming your world and fulfilling his great plan in your life so you need to connect with Jesus. Connect with Jesus today and begin to fulfill your destiny. So I want to lead you in a prayer. All of us, I want all of us to say after me phrase by phrase, this prayer. and after I've finished the prayer, I'm going to ask those people who have said it for the very first time, who have met meant it for the very first time to indicate that you're receiving Jesus. To fulfill the purposes of God in your life, shall we pray? Dear Father in heaven, I come to you today and thank you for choosing me and loving me and sending your Son to earth to show me what you are really like and to die on the cross for my sins. I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done and ask you to please forgive me. I'm finishing with those things and want to make a new start. Lord Jesus, please come into my life and change me forever. I want to live for you and follow you and be the person you want me to be. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, renew my mind, and show me what you want me to do. Thank you for hearing my prayer. I accept your forgiveness and confess that you are now my Lord. Amen. Amen. While you're still praying, I just want to ask if there's anybody who's made that prayer for the very first time and you've it. you want Jesus to come into your life to be your Savior and Lord, would you like to look up and catch my eye, catch my attention, just wave a hand, just make some indication to me that you're making that decision? I'm looking across the congregation now if that's you you're choosing now to have fulfillment of life that your destiny will be completed choose Jesus just one last opportunity as I look across the congregation father in heaven we thank you for you for choosing us thank you for redeeming and saving us and bringing us back into relationship with you thank you for the glorious opportunities that you have planned that the good works that you've designed for us to do thank you for the destiny that you've made for us and i'm praying that my brothers and my sisters here will come to an understanding of your purposes for each one of us and that you will be pleased and you'll be glorified as we perform the good works that you have set before us, that you plan before us. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things. And Everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Yes.
1: Let's give Pastor Rick's a big hand. Thank you for the wonderful message. We all have a job to do. Wow, what's yours? Isn't that exciting? I love that thought. We minister to Jesus and we minister for Him. Thank you so much, Rex. Very, very good. Well, church, uh, this evening we have a 6 p.m. service, and guess what? I'm speaking. Yeah, so I encourage you to come out. We're going to have a wonderful time together, so it's really, really good. As you leave, can I encourage you to give purposely in the giving stations there's if possible facilities so take the opportunity to uh, give into the purposes of God that would be wonderful I'd like to ask Caleb and the team to come as we conclude our service with one final s- a song and if you ever need a prayer for anything I really really encourage you if you are not quite sure what doing good is for you we'd love to stand with you and pray for you if you have any other need for Feel free to come. So let's stand to our feet, church, as Caleb and the team lead us. It's great seeing you this morning. I encourage you to hang around for a, a coffee and catch up with one another. God bless, and love to see you this evening.
0: Let's sing, Happy Day. the day. Shout it out. Jesus is alive. He's alive. And oh, happy day, happy day. You wash my sin
3: away.